This is Ashley Hodge. I'm joined by Kendall Kalt. Ring by Spring, Season 2. I hope Spring's eternal, and uh, at least it does with me. I don't know about Kendall. We'll, we'll get into that in the podcast. But we got some exciting news today, Kendall. We got Ray J. Dennis committed to Baylor, much-needed uh, position. I, I've heard a rumor that point guard's important to a basketball team. Have you, have you heard that same uh, rumor in the past? If you watch the 2011 Bears, our favorite team to bring up, I would agree. <laughs> the 2011, yeah, very much a a uh, a uh, example of what can go wrong in uh, 2021. Just uh, ten tender years after that, a, very, a great example of what can go right at the point guard position. Uh, so we've got two two uh, polar opposites there to um, point to. Uh, that was really not AJ Walton's fault. Just wasn't ready for that. Um, at that point in his career, you know, that was, that was a lot of, uh, and, and the personnel around him just, you know, wasn't a good fit, but yeah, you're right. 2011 was, was, uh, quite the disaster and, and certainly not by a lot of program standards, but, but by Baylor standards that it, it, it was. And, uh, hopefully we can, uh, see, you know, so, you know, what we've been accustomed to the last four years next year. I really like how this roster is taking shape and we can talk about that Kendall, but, uh, you know, I'm a wingspan guy and when I look across this roster and what the roster is projected to be, I see six, seven wingspans and higher, except for D'Antoine Grimes. And uh, D'Antoine Grimes is very quick and, and very athletic, so uh, he's going to bring another dimension. But uh, what, what do you see? What, what's what's uh, your concerns, and what do you like? What I like about the team is uh, Ray J. D- uh, Dennis. Excuse me, Ray J. Dennis. Getting used to new players. Our Toledo man, really good player. And I wrote this article about, hey, you know, I didn't think Adam was going to come back, but you should wait on Adam. And if you don't get Adam, get the portal guy. Yep. Well, there's nobody better Baylor is going to get in the portal than Mr. Dennis. So that worked out quite well. Uh, I like his game. I think he can back up guys to the basket effectively and post up if he needs to. I think he'll be a good, hey, late offense, needs somebody to go get a bucket. He can do that if games are close late where the contest becomes a lot different. It does earlier on where everybody can run their sets. So I really like his game there. If Jalen Bridges comes back, I'm excited. I'd put on the board that there's a lot of optimism about how much better John looks than he did to end the season. So the, one of the people I talked to mentioned, you know, he's not going to catch lobs at 12 feet, but he'll be an alley-oop threat again, which he wasn't last season. And his right. lateral quickness is a lot better than it was. So those are the areas I'm most excited about. Before I maybe turn to some areas, I'm a little bit more sour on Ashley. What are you excited about with this iteration? I just like how the roster is constructed. You know, first of all, you know, Ray J, the thing I love about him and, and just looking at, you know, his stats, and, and I've watched quite a bit of film. I haven't really dug into the actual games. You know, I'm watching highlights. Uh, so, I you know, I'm going to watch a few of their games and really, you know, take a more, um, you know, exhaustive look at his game. But uh, he played 122 games at Boise State and Toledo. He won 93 of them, and he had no – did not plays. Like, he played every single game. I love that. I, I mean, to me, that just communicates the guy loves basketball – He's, he's going to play through some nagging stuff. Every player has him during the season. Uh, you know, he, he, I put this in the article that I wrote on the site, the premium site on Wednesday, that the best ability is availability. And, and he's just a guy that comes to work every day. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's hungry. You know, if Adam came back this year, um, I think it might not have been the Nirvana uh, that everyone was looking forward to, you know, oh, yeah, you get an all-Big 12 uh, guard back, you know, for another year, kind of similar to maybe if they had talked Jared Butler into coming back another year after winning the national championship. I mean, it's it's just like, um, 
there's a point in your career where it's just time to move on. And like you put so eloquently in your article that you wrote about him, I just think that he wanted, you know, to play professionally. He'd been at Baylor for four years. He gave us three really good years on the court. Uh, he did some amazing things. Going to be one of the best Baylor Bear guards of all time, you know. But you know, if he came back, he's he's doing it for the NIL money, and it's it's, you know, the hunger is important. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure I'm sure Ray J NIL money was a consideration, uh, but you know, the guy's hungry. He wants to prove he belongs at at a bigger stage. You know, being at a Power Five conference, you know, having the keys uh, to a program like Baylor, who's been finished in the top twenty, you know, each of the last four years. I, I you know, I think that uh, that's a big opportunity for him, and you know, he knows that, and he's going to be hungry. So, I, I think the hunger aspect alone uh, makes this a a good addition for Baylor, and and a reason why Baylor fans should be optimistic. I think so on that front. Do we want to turn to pessimism now, Ashley? Sure. I think a couple of areas I'm a little concerned. First, does Jalen Bridges come back? I think the most likely outcome is he does. But I say most likely outcome because I do think there's a real shot he plays in Australia and decides to just cash out. I hope that doesn't happen. You've mentioned on the board some concerns with whether his agent is maybe advising him in the best direction. Um, I'm certainly hearing from several people that you know he's going to take his time maybe on this decision. But I would want Jalen Bridges back. I think he's better than both the Tennessee kid and the North Dakota State kid. Baylor's looking at more reliable three-point shooter. I think when I look at guys and hate it, they maybe shoot out of their mind from three. I think Jalen actually underperformed from three last year. He was so bad in November and bad for a lot of December. And then he was just a great player in February uh, that came against Iowa State in the Big 12 tournament. That's why I'm like, I think Jalen could be the second offensive option for this team and still have a solid offense. I'm concerned as Jalen come back. If he does, I have a higher view of this team. My concern is just, is the shooting going to be there for sure? Ray J. Dennis had a good season at Toledo. Hit I think 36% of his threes, Ashley, on a, like 150-plus attempts. But before that, he was a 28% to 30% three-point shooter. So you wonder, is he going to necessarily shoot that percentage as he moves up a level of competition from the MAC to the Big 12? Also wonder, you know, is Jacoby Walter going to be relied upon so much? Will he shoot, you know, 38 40% from three, or kind of like Keontae last year? Is he going to be in the lower 30s on that front? And then if Jalen's not back, you worry about the shooting there. And then LJ Cryer was just such a bucket late in the year. Keontae George, go get you a bucket when you needed it. I'm just worried the offense and how good the offense has been. I think that's why it's easy to say, hey, you know, Scott Drew and John Jacobs have built so many good offenses at Baylor. They'll figure it out with the pieces they have. And these are still some good guys. But if the offense is more like 18 or 25, and then the defense, let's say, even if it improves and goes up to like 55, well, if you have the number, let's say, 20 offense and the number 55 defense, you know, it's not really a national title contending team. And so that's more my concern. Is I think this is legitimately a top 25 team. But last year, you can look back and say, hey, did the pieces not fit as well as they should have? And it still ended up, you know, a top 10 team overall to end the year. I, I don't know if this team has the ceiling where they can be a top five team unless something really goes well with John's health or unless, you know, Miro Little is ready to go right away and be kind of a combo point guard and then Baylor can play two point guards. And I think that's a lot to ask. So that's why maybe I'm a little bit less high on this team, Ashley. But go ahead and tell me why I'm wrong, why it is time to leave this unit and say, hey, this team can win a national championship. Well, you know, I, I think if you're comparing, we all like to compare to past Baylor teams. Uh, this team's going to remind us more of the 2020 and 2021 or 2022 version is what I meant to say. So, you know, the, the uh, offense was elite last year. 
the uh, offense was elite in uh, 21 and had a, a really good defense also. Uh, but the defense was better the the two years that I talked about. So I, I think, you know, you saying 55 on defense, I think is way pessimistic. I, I think this is going to be a, a top 20 defense uh, because of the personnel. You look, you look across the board, you know, Ray J Dennis, um, he's not a tremendous athlete, but he's, he's very savvy. You know, Maceo Teague might be kind of a good comparison just as far as athleticism, long wingspan, you know, he's, he's gets a lot of steals because he's, you know, crafty, you know, and, and just, he's a, he's a very cerebral player, you know, very smart player. Uh, so I think he's going to be comparable to Adam Flagler defensively, maybe better. None is, is a great defender uh, from VCU. So you're getting a guy that's a shutdown defender uh, coming in and you're getting his best years, you know, the next two years, you know, maybe one, we'll see. I mean, I don't know, but, but he's, you know, got a lot of athleticism. He's got length. He's he, you know, he's he's a guy you can lock down uh, a, a team's you know better player. So I'm excited about him. Jalen Bridges, I think, is going to come back. And and I will say that if he takes his time, you know, I I think Scott Drew and staff have to move on another forward. Uh, they got to they got to get their team together. Start you know playing uh, right now. So if he wants to take his time, that's fine. But you know, they got to like you know go after Olivier uh, from Tennessee or Grant Nelson, you know, try to try to close the deal on those guys. And then, you know, whatever, you know, offers, uh, you know, whatever's been talked about, you know, for Jalen Bridges, I think you, I think you take that off the table and say, Hey, if you really want to go play in Australia, you go play in Australia. But I mean, you know, this is like a, a two way street and I love Jalen Bridges. I hope he returns to Baylor, but uh, you know, certainly if he's going to draw, you know, drag this out during the summer, I think you got to move on another player. Cause there's, there's other, there's two really good players that have a, a really high interest at Baylor and that I think would be comparable pieces to Jalen. Um, you know, so the, you know, I don't know, like Olivier is a good defender. He came from, comes from Tennessee, obviously Tennessee, I think had the number one defense in college basketball last year. If they weren't number one, they were top three or four. Uh, but, but you know, he's going to be a good defender. And then I, and I just think across the board, you got longer wingspan, you got more athleticism. You're not expecting the freshmen to be great defenders, but from everything I've seen, Jacoby Walter, uh, Mira Little, you know, they take pride in their defense. Uh, you know, I think I, I just think uh, Langston Love is going to be a good defender. I, I, I really like how this team is built defensively. Uh, so I think it's going to be a top 20 defense. I think it's going to remind us more of that, you know, 2022 team or the 2020 team as far as their defensive ability. Now, offensively, I don't think it's going to be as good as 21 or, or last year. Um, you know, I think that uh, you, you got some legitimate concerns there. Uh, but but I do think we have enough scoring. I, I think, you know, it's, it's a well-constructed roster. There's enough balance. Uh, if you get somebody that's, you know, got some – skill at the forward position or even if that's you know bringing Jalen back I think that really helps but uh yeah I mean I, I like it I think I think it's a top 10 uh you know team on paper you know because of Ray J and and one thing I'll, I'll mention offensively uh Hambone brought this up on the board that you know Toledo is number five in offensive efficiency he was really good at setting people up for you know easy looks they were they were number two and four and three point efficiency last year 40 percent you know, a lot of that's attributed to him. Number five in turnover percentage. You know, he's he's a really high assist to turnover guy. Uh, so those are all really good signs. Like, you know, if you don't turn the ball over, if you get guys open looks from three, 
Uh, you know, we know that Baylor's been a great offensive rebounding team historically. You know, you can almost always take it to the bank. They'll be top 20 in that category. So, you know, you get you get a good three-pointing shooting team that doesn't turn the ball over and offensive rebounds, you're going to be efficient enough on offense. It's possible. I mean, there is the case, too, if we're getting in the optimistic land still, Ashley, that there's going to be a lot of improvement at the center position this season. Right. Uh, Flo Thamba, real nice guy. Always enjoyed talking to him. Did not have a good year. Right. Uh, really, really disappointing year for Flo. John came back early, had some good moments, but it was clear most people felt like they could put John on an island late last season and just blow by him. There'll be some improvement there. And so we'll see, uh, you know, between Josh O. Um, and I've heard his name pronounced a couple times, Ashley. How do you pronounce, uh, is it Eve's Missy? I, I've heard it without the S, Eve Missy. I mean, but, okay. but yeah. I will defer to you because I know you've interviewed people around him. Um, I heard some good things about how talented he can be. Now, I heard really good things about Josh O's talent. He wasn't a major contributor last year either. Right. So I think that you know could get a little ahead of itself. But there'll be a lot of improvement at the center spot. So, I mean, maybe you figure, hey, if John's back to being 90% of what he was before defensively, and then you can just have better guard defense between what LJ and Adam and Keontae did, that that's enough to raise you up quite a few spots and that Baylor schematically might adjust this year. I can see that optimistic case, but I just worry between the defense really needs to hit this season and the offense has to not take a pretty big drop, which it might. I think that's why I think more like a top 20 team and less of a top five team. But you don't have to necessarily be a top five team to win a national title, but you're a lot safer bet to do it if you do. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm, I'm way more bullish on the defense. I, I think that uh, this team is really like put together for the no middle defense. You know, we, we talked about this. Is it time to scrap it? I mean, we had last year we had short guards, some guys that didn't defend very well. Uh, you know, we, we, we were terrible at two point field goal defense, I think number three twenty five in the nation in that area, and then like number two ninety three in block rate. Uh that's not a good recipe for success if you can't protect the rim. This year we'll we'll protect the rim. I mean, I think I think without a doubt. Uh, this team's going to protect the rim, and they're going to be a lot harder to score on in the paint uh, because of the wingspan. And you know, if we get back to just really playing that no middle defense well, then I think we're going to be, you know, right where we need to be from a defensive standpoint, and won't have the frustration that we had last year. What What do you think? Like, I, I know we finished number two offensively last year, but you know, some of the text groups with my diehard basketball fans, they they get frustrated with. They felt like we had, you know, too much, uh, you know, just dribbling around the perimeter. Like, go get a go get a shot late in the shot clock. Uh, do you think it's just because they're not used to watching other, you know, teams play, and they don't realize how bad <laughs> offensively some of these other teams are? Uh, that if they watch them, you know, consistently, like, I don't, I don't feel like our ball movement was where it should have been last year, and and maybe that was in part because we had a we had three guys that you know were able to score. Uh, you know, with relative ease and Flagler, Cryer, and um, and George. But, you know, it, it, it wasn't like we had a guy that was really good at penetrating and creating opportunities for others, like like we saw with Akinjo and like we saw with Davion Mitchell. No, the thing that I think was fair to say about last year's offense is it had these long droughts sometimes, but it also had these spurts where it would just drop like 20 points in like two minutes, which I think evened out overall. I really liked the offense last year because I thought – there was too big of a risk with sometimes how Keontae liked to make highlight real passes and with some of Baylor's guard size that I thought if Baylor had passed a ton, they would have had a lot more turnover. So I was good with isolation basketball. 
I was just, you know, so disappointed how the defense performed last season. Right. I think almost all of that was personnel based and effort based. Uh, but that was really my complaint. I thought the offense I really, really loved last season and just that defense. Oh my God. Yeah. To watch Iowa state carve it up over and over again, to watch Creighton absolutely eviscerate to watch UCSB even have some good moments. It's just, that was not a good defensive season at all for Baylor. Yeah, no question. Yeah, and I mean, even, you know, down the stretch, you know, some of those games uh, we ended up winning, you know, the the one against, at Oklahoma State and, uh, you know, the Texas game. I mean, it, it, it we defensively, we, we won those games because we had really efficient offense those nights. You know, you, you let a team get into the 70s and, and uh, it's hard to win those games consistently. But, uh yeah, I, I mean, I think I think we're gonna you know see dramatic improvement on the defensive end. I I, I expect a top twenty uh, defensive team. You know, you go back and you look at that uh, two thousand twenty team that was twenty six and four. Uh, they're seventeenth in offensive efficiency. They're number four on defensive efficiency. Pretty similar to the national championship team, other than they had Freddie Gillespie in the middle uh, versus Flo Thamba and and Jonathan Chamuchachua. Uh, so having that experience, you know, big guy, you know, Gillespie was was a huge uh, difference maker there. You know, he was really efficient at blocking shots and ends up top 50 in block rate, you know, in the country that year. And then and then you go to 2022 where we just had, you know, tremendous length across the board. We ended up number 13th in deficient, defensive efficiency that year. And um, when we're healthy, you know, as we saw against Villanova, we just had the ability just to turn the water off and, and just totally shut down good teams. Uh, 57 to 36, you know, holding Villanova to, I think, a low scoring output in the Jay Wright era, you know, so that, so that team, when they were healthy, you know, they had the ability just to, just to do some really special things uh, defensively, just never were fully healthy that year. Uh, but, you know, I, I do think that, um, you know, this team's going to be a little bit more similar to that. They're not going to have a Jeremy Sohan uh, that's just ultra athletic, Kendall Brown, you know, that can just uh, shut teams down at six eight six nine. but, uh, but they may, you know, be, closer to it than we think i mean i, th- I think none uh you know it, you get jonathan coming a year a year further development off of an injury defense player of the year when he was healthy in the big 12 and then you got langston love who i think has the capability of being a really good defender you know he's another year removed from the knee injury so i think those two guys are going to take big steps defensively and and i think uh Jaden nunn is terrific in that area and, and Jalen bridges has the ability to be a great defender and i think ray j is going to be a good defender also so uh, I think the future's bright for me in, in, the, in that area because of those reasons. It could be for sure, Ashley. And some of this, too, is last year's team is just pretty much gone. And it's kind of weird to think about, but it's like it's just it's gone. And so it's almost like it's an entirely new team. And that's, I think, a little bit what I have a hard time wrapping my head around is, hey, the sample size from what they were last year almost can be thrown out. And it's like, it's you know, it's still Baylor. John's still going to be there. We've seen him before. Jalen might still be there. But otherwise, it's just a totally new team. Yeah, that's a concern. I mean, Langston Love, I think, is a, is a is a big program guy. You know, Josh is is back, uh, but yeah, you got Caleb, you got Josh, you got John, and you've got um, uh, Langston, and and that's it, right? I mean, everybody else is in Jalen. I mean, you know, we got five guys that you're that you're building around. That's uh, re- returning guys. But the one the one thing that gives me comfort is, you know, some people I've seen this on our message boards. They say we're a young team. We're not a young team. We're, we're, we're a veteran team. I mean, we've got three, four, you know, really talented young prospects, if you include Josh in that mix. Uh, obviously, Eve Missy and, and Jacoby Walter and Mira Little, you know, they're all expected to, you know, play. I mean, but they're those guys are all top 
30 guys, <laughs> you know, they're, they're super talented. And, and I think, you know, you're bringing in three freshmen kind of like you did uh, in 2022 that are just really talented and, and are going to contribute a lot of great things to this program. I think so too, in terms of the freshman's talent and ability to play right away. I am much more bullish on Miro than I was um, before about a week ago with some conversations I've had yeah. since then. So I think, I think there's a real shot that he can come out of the summer and Baylor can play a lot of two point guard lineups. Yeah. I, I think, I think people are sleeping on him. I, I think, you know, Langston and, and Miro are just all in on Baylor and, and Jonathan is too. And, and, you know, so are other guys too, but you know, it's those three guys, I think you can really build the kind of culture that won us a national championship around those three guys. Uh, so, and, and you know, not to say that Jacoby Walter isn't Eve's Missy, Eve Missy and all those guys aren't, but, uh, I've been particularly impressed by those three guys, you know, the way they talk about, you know, wanting to, you know, create the culture and, and, you know, just, they just seem all in. And, and I think that's going to go a long way. I think it could as well. So I guess talking with you, Ashley, I'm a little bit more uh, excited about next year's team than I was before the conversation. So you're, you're spinning <laughs> me, Ashley, you're spinning me a little bit. You're spinning me to hope. <laughs> All right. Um, any other uh, comments you want to make? Do you think uh, Baylor's done? Do you think they um, – so you're, you're saying you think that the Bears end up with Jalen Bridges. Do you agree with me that if he doesn't make a decision in the next week that the, the Bears got to act like they're not getting him and they got to just pursue other options in the transfer portal? And at that point, it may be like, okay, Jalen, you can come and compete, but these uh, 30 to 35 minutes that you would have gotten you know, almost assuredly – uh, you know, those may not be there for you. I mean, do, do you agree that that's what the, the way they got to play this? Yeah, because that they've given him plenty of time to think about this. If he thought he was withdrawing from the draft, he had time about this. It's not like Baylor's hitting him with, hey, it's a one-week deadline. I mean, he had months to decide if he wanted to right. go to Australia. So, yeah, I think a week is more than enough time for him to make a decision. And if he decides he wants to, you know, go live in Australia and make more money, you know, some people like living in Australia, that's okay. Yeah, I don't think you'll make more money in Australia. <laughs> I think you'll make I more money in Baylor. I, I think, yeah, I think, I think so. you know, that's the thing. I mean, that's what's crazy about it is, I mean, yeah, if you're done with school, then that's one thing. But I, I do think you'll make more, uh, you know, playing at Baylor and NIL than he would at, in um, Australia. Uh, so if, if, the, if the money is in Baylor's favor from that standpoint, then it all comes down to, you know, two things i think it's you know do you, are you just done with school and you just want to like start pursuing professional options okay that that's acceptable uh but but the other thing is you know is your agent playing a dangerous game here that may leave you in a, in a weakened position you know because um you know if baylor goes to the portal and they and they find somebody that's a starter quality guy uh the names that we've talked about on our message boards then you got to you got to go with that. I mean, you got to jump on those guys, and and then at that point, you know whatever you know you've talked about in NIL for Jalen, you've got to lower that number. I would think you know because because then you've you know committed to a guy that you know is is a starter quality type player. I, I don't know. It's a dangerous game in my mind, and and uh, hopefully uh, you know in the next few days there's some you know rational conversations around that because I, I do I do think that. Uh, it's it it. I've seen the situation play out before, and and I and I don't know uh, what the agents doing here, but it's it, it may not be to Jalen's benefit. No, I don't think so, and I agree with you, Ashley. I do feel pretty confident he would make more money at Baylor, and the Australian Pro League. I don't think is good for his development either. It's just in the same way, I was pretty adamant. Like I don't know why Adam would come back. This seems dumb. 
for Adam to come back to me, it does not seem like it would be the best decision for Jalen to go pro. Right. Do you? I, I looked at his combine numbers. Um, kind of interesting. You know, he's an extremely efficient player, and you know, I think he's. Uh, I I would rather have him than the other portal options that we've discussed. I mean, just because we know what we're getting with him, and, and we know he's really good. You know, we know he's a potential All Big Twelve caliber player. Um, but you know, thirty inch max vertical at the combine. He's um you know, speed numbers were good, uh, not great. You know, I, I wonder like from that standpoint, how much do you think that can be improved? I mean, you know, if you're, if you're not a, a, a plus athlete, I guess you could just get so efficient and, you know, shoot, you know, if you shoot 40% plus from three, there's a place for you in the league, especially with a six ten wingspan, a guy that's going to, you know, shoot, uh, really well from three point range. And, and he showed that the second half of the season, uh, if we're looking at his stats, he was, um, I want to say, over 40% in Big 12 play, but let's see. Yeah, conference only last year. Uh, he ends up, um, wow, interesting. He ends up only 32%. Man, I, I guess, that probably didn't include the the uh, Iowa State game in the in the. You know, I, I would, yeah, this only the, the conference games only. So, so if you include that Iowa State game in the uh, Big 12 tourney where he went seven for eight, uh, then that would definitely improve his percentage. Um, 27 divided by 70. I'm going to do the math on that real quick. Yeah, just short of four, like what's that, like 3.8? Yeah. Yep. 27 by 70. Yep. 39%. So he was close to 40% if you include that uh, game at the Big 12 tournament in conference play. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think I think he's a guy that can shoot 40% from three, especially with, you know, Ray J. Dennis, like a better creator, I think, than Adam. He's going to get in the lane more. Uh, he's going to, you know, I think open looks are going to be plentiful. Although I think Jalen had, <laughs> I mean, because of how good Keontae and, and LJ and, and Adam were, I think he had plenty of wide open looks from three last year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I do think, you know, that's going to be, a good situation for him and Jaden Nunn, you know, to get open looks um, and just up to them to knock them down. But but he's really good. I mean, really efficient around the basket, uh, good free throw shooter. I mean, there's a lot to like about his offensive efficiency. Very low turnover rate. Good offensive rebounder. Good rebounder overall. I think you I, I think you'd rather have him uh, than than the unknown of uh, Grant Nelson and Olivier uh, from Tennessee. But but uh, you know I, I you know it's that's debatable. I mean, Olivier's a better athlete. Olivier's 36-inch vertical, 7-foot wingspan. He's 6'9". He's 230. You know, he's he's a bigger guy. Uh, probably can play, you know, some five for you um, as well. So, I mean, there's they're a little bit different player. Jalen's more of, you know, pure wing. He's not going to play the five. Uh, but, um, but, you know, it's spreading the floor. Uh, you want Jalen because Jalen's, you know, knocked down 36 threes last year. That's – a decent number it's over one per game and uh you know that that's something that uh, really helps in modern day basketball it does and i think this team really needs the shooting more than even last year's team did like Jalen's much more valuable this year's team than he was the last year's yep well it's exciting times to be a baylor fan great commitment today from ray j dennis uh once again the uh, guard six four guard i heard in shoes six seven wingspan 
Uh, so he's coming in from Toledo. He's going to be a fifth year, you know, one one year to play for Baylor. He's going to take over the point guard position. And then you've got Jaden Nunn from VCU, Langston Love, uh, Mira Little, Jacoby Walter, D'Antoine Grimes. Uh, you've, you've got a really talented backcourt that you're going to be rolling out there. And then, of course, you know, you're hoping for Jalen Bridges. you got Caleb Lohner. you got Josh Ojewuna. you got uh, Eve Missy and uh, Jonathan Chamochachua back for his final go-around as a Baylor Bear. And I think we all hope that Jonathan has a magical season. No one deserves it more than that guy. Uh, he's been a bedrock for the team and, and just an inspiration to everyone. Uh, so it would be great to see him get healthy. I know you wrote an article. I haven't read it yet. I'm excited to read it after we conclude the podcast here about uh, what you've heard, you know, on his development. Any, any tidbits you want to share on that? Yep, that he's doing tip and dunks, which he wasn't doing before. Mm. His lateral movement's way better. And there's hope that his lateral movement will get nearly back to where it was by the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be promising. Well, it's going to be exciting to watch how they develop. They got a foreign tour to France in uh, the um, uh, August time period. So we'll, hopefully we'll get some video of that, see how they look. And then uh, we got uh, the season opener against Auburn. I saw that today in uh, South Dakota. We had some uh, precious memories in South Dakota last time we went there. Any, any? Uh... I can't believe we're going to be back in South Dakota. <laughs> Man, six oh five Bear is going to be on your case here, and, and uh, oh, I forget what he's changed his name to now. Um, uh, used to be Prairie uh, Prairie Bear, but I think he's changed. I'm his not saying name. anything additionally negative. I'm just saying I can't believe we're going to be back. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I kind of like that uh, venue, but and, and it is a better time to go see the the uh, the wonderful state of South uh, South Dakota in November than December. Hopefully, you never know. I mean, weather weather can be a wild card that time of year too. But uh, that should be fun. Um, I don't know if I'll go though. I mean, it, once you've seen it, it's probably. Uh, I mean, you're going to make the trip, obviously, right? Yeah, I'd be shocked. Uh, I'm. I'm... <laughs> You can say I'm negative right now. I'm very, very bullish on 2024 Baylor basketball. I'm a lot less positive about Baylor football this season than uh, <laughs> oh, Travis gosh. is, so I do not expect to be thinking I need to watch Baylor basketball November 7th. I, I'll be hyped to watch Baylor – or Baylor football, excuse me. I'll yeah. be watching Baylor basketball. They will get me up to South Dakota. By then, a couple <laughs> people will really talk up some guys in the team. I'll get excited, yeah. and I'll go to the Applebee's in South Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, Baylor football does have eight home games. That's a major plus. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Well, you've been listening to a Ring by Spring podcast with Ashley Hodge and Kendall Cout, Second Bears.